the podcast with everything that is paranormal. It's the 222 Paranormal Podcast. Paranormal. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm like, just got an accent, Joe. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Once again, we are back. Yes. With some exciting news. Joe, I heard this today. It's probably old news to everybody, <laughs> but it's new news to us. Hey, if it's new news to us. It's new news to them. Just want to say hello to all our listeners, yeah. our faithful listeners, all our listeners that listen every week. Thank you so much. You know, I noticed You're the something. Best. What's that? Since my operation, my voice is different. <laughs> okay, Peter Brady. It is. <laughs> I was just telling Jen. We did cut your neck open, yeah. Joe. <laughs> I was telling Jen off air about how I edited a show I did a while ago for a different podcast. Mm-hmm. I put a segment in the middle of it, and you can definitely tell that also my voice changes, and then it goes back to the way it was. It's going through puberty again. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Brady. <laughs> Great. Um, so the Conjuring House is um, back for sale. Is it? Yep. Did, so, wasn't it just for sale? Um, yeah, I thought so. They're asking, guess how much they're asking for wasn't this house. Wasn't it $5 million the last time or something I like know, that? It's $1.2 million is what they're asking right now. They're how hoping. Many, how many acres? Uh-huh. So I'm like, thought they, I just saw an interview with the Perrin family mm-hmm. about the house, and I could have swore they said 20 or 50 acres or something. It's 8.5 acres okay. in a grassy clearing. Um, and you know, it's interesting. They have Sotheby's is taking over the sale oh, of the Conjuring oh, oh, oh. House. Oh, no wonder. Um, but you know, it's, uh, there, the people who had bought it, they had allowed paranormal investigators to stay in there, Okay. but now they're hoping somebody else will take over the business. So I think that's, um, probably wearing a little bit thin. Yeah. But it's interesting because, you know, it, it's kind of still looks like the original, you know, house that we saw mm-hmm. in probably all of the ghost shows and stuff, but it also looks like it's been modernized a little bit. So, probably has, I um, imagine. The inside is, is um, looks like some of it's like been restored a little bit. No, well, I'm sure it has. It's really pretty. I, I mean, I don't know if I could stay there, but I think it's really interesting. It's got I a huge basement. The basement is ginormous. Yeah, the... Um, Andrea Perrin was saying how long the house was. Yeah. And she said she used to have to walk the whole length of the house. I think she said it's 100 foot long. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just interesting that, uh, like, don't you think, like, isn't there one of the famous ghost people that has bought all the haunted properties and then kind of has the lock on letting people in on them? I don't know. I won't say his name, but I I think I Does he have haunted hair? No. Oh, okay. But... (laughs) You know, people that buy this are going to expect the ghosts to be there. Yeah. Whether they are there or not, you don't know. Right. I mean, who who knows if the ghost left with the last family or got attached to the last family and moved out with them or... Was that the house, and I can't remember because maybe I'm mixing this up with a different house, but was that the house that the soldiers were buried in the yard or somebody said the sol- there were soldiers buried in the front, the yard? I don't know. Mm, I'm going to have to read Andrea's books and find out. We'll just talk to her about it. Yeah, next <laughs> time I see her. Um, but I did see, like I said, I saw an interview with the family, and the mother was still, she was on the interview, so mm-hmm. she was still around. And it was actually pretty interesting. I did, You know, I mean, I we know Andrea Perrin, mm-hmm. and we know Roger. Roger, the dad, 
but I don't really know the rest of the family and the whole family was there and it, it was actually really interesting. Yeah. And you could tell it was older because, you know, the mother was still with them mm-hmm. and they just talked about the stuff that happened and the, how the movie is so different. And the mother, when she even said, she's like, I'm not going to watch the movie. Yeah. She never watched the movie. It been even Andrea said that they had to tame it down mm-hmm. for the movie. <laughs> yeah, that that was interesting because it's normally Hollywood takes like a great um, what do you call it when you take a they uh, embellish a lot. Yeah, that and uh, uh, I can't think of the word. But anyways, um, normally it's you know sensationalized. Yeah, but it's usually it, the other way around where. They take a story and they make it sound even a yeah. hundred times worse than what it is. But in this case, it was the opposite. She said that when she wrote the script for the movie or helped them write the script, they actually said, no, we can't put that in a movie. It's it's too violent to what. And she's like, but that's what happened. <laughs> so that's why she ended up writing the House of, uh, House of Darkness, House of Light. Mm-hmm. I would, I, you know, I, I meant to get that the last time that we were at um, one of the shows, but we were so busy at her booth, we didn't even have time to get away to go no. and look at other people's booths. And I think she sold out of the books that oh, she had. Oh, that's right, yeah. That, that's interesting. That was a good show. Um, Nick Redfern sold out of all his books yeah. on the first day. So he just basically sat around the next day, wouldn't know. I, I was like, take orders, put your... Yeah. Laptop up on your count on your yeah. table and start taking orders. <laughs> For sure. Um But Nick Redfern also wrote a couple of books about the black eyed kids. And I heard him talking about it a few weeks ago and I'm like, we gotta talk about the black eyed kids. Yeah, it there has been kind of a resurgence of sightings with this. And mm-hmm. you wonder like, is this because of like, the, it just seems like there's been a really big shift in what's been going on in the last, I would say, two years mm-hmm. now with COVID and people being at home and noticing things more. And the, you know, more people are getting ring cameras or cameras installed yeah. in their house. So they're seeing things around their property, uh-huh. like strange things. That's one thing I didn't, not, I didn't look up is I wonder if there's any videos out there. On ring cameras from yeah. the black eyed kids. I never thought about that until you just mentioned it. And I'm sure I should have known about that before the show, Jen. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> um, so this is interesting because this is kind of ties in with our theme today, and then kind of like this whole like shift of what's going on in the paranormal. Of like you know things are increasing. You know, there's been a lot of deaths. There's been a lot of like paranormal activity, UFO activity. Strange things, but did you know what agoraphobia is? No. Okay. It's the fear of places and situations that might cause panic, helplessness, or embarrassment. Um, Agoraphobia is an anxiety disorder that often develops after one or more panic attacks. Symptoms may include fear, avoidance of places, or bridges, in my case, (laughs) situations that may cause feeling of panic entrapment helplessness or embarrassment why this ties into black-eyed children is people experience this after they have had an encounter yeah with these kids yeah no what do you think they are joe well it's hard to say because i've never experienced one but 
by doing my research on them, I... Do you think they're it's almost, aliens? I, no, I, I would almost think that they're more demonic okay. in nature mm-hmm. because they have to be let in to the situation, whether it's inside. They always come up and knock on like your doors or your car doors or that and want to be let in. They can't enter a location until you let them in, mm-hmm. which goes back to the same thing as like demons and stuff like that. Vampires. Yeah, you can't. They can't cross your threshold. Yeah, whether it's car door Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, I mean, black-eyed kids have been seen out in public, too. So, I don't know. I feel that it's on the demonic side, whether these are little demon children (laughs) going through the terrible twos. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, but you just wonder, like, is it it an actual physical being or is this like an apparition? I don't know because there's a lot of incidences where and we'll have a few stories too that about that say the same thing is people will see these kids they'll turn look away and then look right back and they'll be gone and there's no they don't leave footprints like if in the snow mm-hmm. if it's raining out they don't see footprints on like the porches where they're standing or okay. that there's also been cases where it's said that they don't like, let's say they come to your door, knock on your door, you go out and talk to them. You look over at your neighbor and say, who are those kids? And your neighbor will say, I didn't see anybody at your door. Oh, that's weird. So the only way that they're being shown is to the person that they're trying to communicate with. Now, when you say black eyed kids, are you talking about the actual, all of the pupil? Yeah. Or is it more like the whole eye socket is black? No, or is it both? It's, the actual physical eye. Okay. There's no white part okay. of the eye. They're, they're not bruised. Mm-hmm. You know, like you think black eyed kids after, you know, like after your nieces or nephew act up and you punch them in the face. <laughs> I just you know. get, <laughs> I just get elbowed in the rib yeah. at the Christmas party and, and break my rib. <laughs> what was that about five years ago? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> but no, the, the whole eye okay. itself is yeah. black okay i didn't know if it was like look like the whole eye socket or if it was the actual like the eyeball it's the eyeball itself okay. not the skin around the balls it. yeah okay. it's got black balls balls um <laughs> but i mean it's almost like a vampiric type deal thing okay where they're they're like soul vampires if you want to say mm-hmm. where they come and they steal your soul now have their uh, like are they what do they physically look like? Like what age range would they be in? Are they like six to eight or six to 16, 17 okay. around that age? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different characteristics. Now they look like normal children. Mm-hmm. They're either always seen wearing black hoodies or I should say hoodies because there are cases where they're, they're like gray or whatever, but they wear hoodies mm-hmm. and they always have the hoods up over their heads. Okay. Um, or they're, they've been seen dressed in like antiquated clothing, like antique clothing. Mm-hmm. And there's always something different. There's always something off. They're, they always are um, described as having pale skin. They have mechanical sounding voices. Oh, that's weird. And in a couple of cases, they actually 
don't know how to act in certain situations. Like they'll come up to the door and ask to use the telegraph instead mm-hmm. of the telephone. Oh. And I do have a, another one here, a story I'll tell you about in a minute, but the kids act a little different. But there's always something off, like one little thing that's off. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to folklore, as in the fae folk and stuff like that also, where they try to look like humans, but just, just not 100%. 90%, yeah. Well, you know, they say um, black eyes in art and folklore always depict evil, possession, demonic presence, and it also symbolizes a lack of control. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like, what is their M.O.? Like... You know, because they're always trying to get, if they're trying to get in your house or your car, they or they're asking for a ride somewhere. Sometimes they ask for rides mm-hmm. to go some places. I wonder if there's been any cases where people have let them in and what happened to those people. Oops, sorry. <gasps> Was a black-eyed child played yeah. the music. Um, but when people let them in their house, then they have this super uneasy feeling. How well, do you get rid of them? Well, you actually, you know? <laughs> they actually have that feeling before, mm-hmm. you know, just in the presence of the kids. Well, let me tell you the, this story. The first, okay. actually, it's supposed to be the first American encounter. In 1986, there was a guy named Brian Bethel. And he wrote about his encounter over the Internet. Back when the Internet was just starting, he would post he went and posted this encounter on like forums and sending emails. Probably MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I still have MySpace. You know, Shut up. I don't. I didn't even. Know I don't even know how to work existed. it. But anyhow, so he was outside of a back when you had to go and actually physically pay for your internet with pay by check. Uh-huh. He was actually outside the office of an internet provider late at night, filling out a check in his car. Mm-hmm. So he could take the check and put it in the drop slot. Oh, okay. Two boys walked up to his car and knocked on his window. It kind of startled him because, you know, no one was around. Now, there was a movie theater next door to the place, but there was still no one around the car at the time. Mm-hmm. He said that the boys were around 9 to 13 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they knocked on the door and said, can you take us home to get some money because we want to see the movie that's playing and the movie, I can't remember which one it was, but anyways, they wanted to see this movie and he looked up at the kids and said, well, the movie's almost over. You won't, we won't make it back in time. And they're like, no. And the whole time they're, they're not looking up at him. Mm-hmm. They got their heads down and they're like, no, take us to take us to buy money or take us to get money to buy ticket to movie. So kind of that mechanical voice. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, no, I can't, I can't. And so he rolled up his window. And when he rolled up his window, the taller one looked up at him and he saw that he had completely black eyes. Oh and by this gosh. time, the kid was knocking on the window fiercely saying, take us for a ride. Let us in. He says, and the quote was, he said that the kid said, we're just kids. We don't even have guns or anything. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's scary. <laughs> that would be scary in like today, you know, modern mm-hmm. time. Somebody walking up and saying, we're just kids. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> kids are out there <laughs> running empires and yeah. people in the streets these days. So anyways, when the kid looked up, all of a sudden, Brian got the total fear of dread and 
fear and mm-hmm. like his life is in danger. And he sped off. When he sped off, he said he looked in the rearview mirror and the kids were gone. Oh my gosh. But that was the first account. And it says, you know, he got about 20 feet away when the kids disappeared. That is so bizarre. I would be freaked out. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just not an American thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the big difference is in America is when they actually knocked at doors. In England, they don't have that case where they actually knock on doors, but there have been reports of situations where people are at home and not get a knock at the door, but those people are all Americans visiting England. What? In oh England, they're known as the ghost children, mm-hmm. the black-eyed ghost children. And they see them out in different situations. Like in 2014, paranormal investigator Lee Brickley had an interview about a case in Cannock Chase, England, which is extremely haunted. There's so much stuff that goes on I there. I heard that, yeah. Uh, the case involved a woman and her daughter walking down an uh, alleyway. or I've heard the same story saying that they were in a park. But anyways, mm-hmm. woman and her daughter walking. Okay. And the woman heard screaming. So the mother walked around the corner to see a child standing there. And she looked down and said, what's wrong? Were you just screaming? The girl didn't say anything. She looked up, but she had her hands over her eyes. Like a child would do. They put, if they're upset or, mm-hmm. you know, they put their hands over their eyes. Yeah. That's not an uncommon thing, you know, when kids are crying or or scared Mm -hmm. to do that. And the story goes as without saying, she lowered her eye or lowered her hands to show her face and her pure black eyes. Oh, my gosh. Startled, the woman grabbed her daughter and started running. She turned around to look at the little girl. She disappeared right in front of her. Oh, my God. But the thing is, Lee Brickley mentioned in the article that, you know, he did the interview for said that the same girl was seen by his aunt 30 years earlier in the exact same spot. Because, okay, Canic Chase, as we know, is very haunted. But it was a location of one of the biggest police investigations in British history. Back in 1960, there was a search for a murderer who murdered three small children. And they believed that this girl that everybody keeps seeing is one of his victims. Oh, is gosh. the ghost of one of his victims. That is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine we lived in that town all the time. You'd just be like, oh, see the black-eyed child. Oh, my God. <laughs> scary. Very scary. So there's another encounter that involved a woman or her husband that live in um, Vermont, which is interesting because it's so rural. There. Yeah. At 2.30 in the morning, they hear this knock at the door. Now, she walks down, opens the door, which I don't know, like <laughs> most people at 2.30 would just open the door, right? But they, she opens it, and there's two children standing there. Now, like, you would just be like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. was there an accident or what's going on? Now, it was snowing really heavily, but they weren't even dressed to be in the snow, which seemed really odd to the lady and they were kind of in old-fashioned clothing now they would not look up and they kept looking down at the ground the lady was asking like where's your parents what's going on and they had like these mechanical voices and they both replied at the same time that they'll be here soon yeah the parents the parents Mm -hmm. 
the woman and her host husband who had woke up by this time and came down to see what was going on they just had this really strong sense of fear like oh my gosh something just ain't right so the children ask will you let us in and reluctantly or as they were both in a trance the husband and wife said yes so the woman went into the kitchen and her husband went in the living room with the kids and their cat which is usually a really friendly cat just immediately ran and hit under the table it was snarling and growling at the kids <laughs> right so you know how animals have that instinct um, so when the woman came back from the kitchen, she returned to find her husband. He was sitting on the floor with his face in his hands. And she was asking him, like, what's wrong? And he said that he was just really super dizzy and he just didn't feel right. And so then the women or uh, the children looked up at the woman and she notices then at that point, their eyes are completely black, both of them. So they ask if they could use her bathroom. She's like, all right, I don't know. Okay, so she looked at her husband and they go off to to use the restroom. And so she's, you know, looks at her husband. She said, did you see their eyes? And when he looked up, she noticed he had a bloody nose. Okay. And this, just as... The blood starts dripping out of his nose. The power goes out. (laughs) So the woman is still freaked out. So she goes and runs and gets something to, you know, dab his nose or stop the bleeding for his nose. And she notices that the children were standing in the hallway and they didn't understand what they were supposed to do. Oh. So she's just like standing, like just in a daze, right? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on? My husband's nose bleeding. These weird kids are in my house. The power's out. So she looks up. She looks out the front door. There's a black sedan with two men in black suits in the car. The men in black. The men in black. So the children immediately got up and just walked right out to the car. (laughs) Okay. So she turns back to her husband to like, oh my God, what is going on? Turns back and all four of them were gone. The car is gone. The kids are gone. The men in black are gone. So her and her husband just don't know what to do. She runs. She slams the door. She closes the door. She locks the door. <laughs> don't know. You know, they're just like mm-hmm. in shell shock almost. They just cannot figure it out. So a few days go by and they can't find their cat anywhere. They're looking all over, right? They found it in a puddle of its own blood with no markings and no trauma to the cat. Which is interesting because the man had a nosebleed. Uh Then a few days later, they can't find the cat. All of a sudden, they find the cat. He's in a pool of his own blood, but there's no trauma to the cat. Okay. So the man, he ended up suffering nosebleeds for a very long time after that. Now, this is just not something that normally happened to him. He's never had a nosebleed. He ends up going to the doctor, and the doctor said he had a super rare form of cancer that is caused by the excessive use of tanning beds, which he has never been in. Then the woman, she ends up getting nosebleeds as well and became very sick. Hmm. 
And that's then I never heard whatever happened after yeah. that to them. There was another sighting in 2012 in Louisiana. A man was working at a gas station all by himself in the middle of the night. And this gas station was far away from anybody else. You know, it wasn't a walking distance to anything. Mm-hmm. The one night he looked up and saw the children riding up on bicycles. Instead of coming into the gas station, they just knocked on the door. Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> and asked if they could be let in. And the man kind of hesitant because it's 2.30 in the morning, middle of nowhere, some kids ride up on bikes. And instead of coming in, they knock on the door. Just as they were knocking on the door, the same thing happened. The power went out. So he turned and turned on the emergency generator. Mm -hmm. When he did that, instead of the whole gas station turning on, it just lit up the parking lot lights. Okay. He said the kids continued to knock on the door, asked to be let in. And he's like, no, go away. And they're like, can we use your phone? We have to use your phone. And he said that he went to hand them his cell phone. And the one girl pointed at the phone on the counter and mm-hmm. said, no, we want the real phone. Oh, my God. Okay. So there goes that same thing where that's just a little off. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand what a cell phone was. Oh, my gosh. Just then, one of the children looked up and he saw the black eyes. He said that he freaked out and he locked the door. As he locked the door, or when he locked the door, he said the children just stared at him through the window for a few minutes. He was freaking out. He had that same sense where Mm -hmm. it was dread. It was terror. He looked up and he saw the kids riding off on their bicycles. Now, that's a case where they didn't disappear in front of him, Mm -hmm. but they rode away. Just as they rode away, the power came back on. Okay. He was so freaked out, he told his manager in the morning about it. The manager went to the um, surveillance cameras, Mm -hmm. looked at the tape, but there was nothing on the tape because the power went out. Oh, So there was no way to verify that the kids were actually there. But it was the same situation where they didn't understand that you could just walk into a gas station. Yeah. They stood at the door and knocked on it and asked to be let in. Ooh, that's so creepy. (laughs) Especially like Louisiana just seems like it's very mystical and and that would and be the place <laughs> and spooky anyways. <laughs> but it's interesting is like the story that you said that the pa- the parent or the people that answered the door were in a trance like state. Yeah. They actually you know it was almost like they had control over them. So it just I don't know for me it just leans a little bit more towards alien than demonic. Yeah. Just because, you know, demons is going to do whatever they want to do, right? Like, but they also have to be let in. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. once they're let in, like the situation with that you talked about with the house, their cat could tell the difference. Mm-hmm. The cat was growling and hissing at the children. They didn't have a dog, but they had a cat. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Just I, I one, don't ever want to encounter one. Um, but two is just, it seems like it's happening more and more. We heard a couple of stories lately mm-hmm. of this happening. And, oh my gosh. There was a, another story in 2008. So there were these two kids sitting in their mom's car outside the beauty salon waiting for her to get done. Mm-hmm. And they were older, you know, it's not like they were infants. 
Yeah. You know, in the car. They were older kids. And about 15 minutes went by or so. And the kids saw someone walking in front of the salon. Okay. And they thought it was one of their classmates. So they had the windows down. They yelled over to him. And the kid turned. And it wasn't one of their classmates. The kid actually had all black eyes. Oh, my gosh. And he walked up to the car that the kids were sitting in. By this time, the kids rolled up the windows and were freaking out. And the, the black-eyed child or black-eyed kid actually pounded on the window and kept saying, let me in, let me in. So the kids mm-hmm. were freaking out, okay? And they actually, like, got down in the floorboards of the car mm-hmm. and was scared. Oh, my God. So they got down. Just as they got down to the floor, the door opened. It was their mom getting back in the car. And the mom was like, why are you guys on the floorboard? And they, you know, were like crying basically saying, the boy, the boy. And she's like, what boy? And the one that was knocking on the window is when you open the door. And she's like, there was nobody standing around the car. Oh, my gosh. Some poor kids. <laughs> yeah. That is freaky. So I, we have another encounter that happened. So this is kind of like a firsthand account. And so the person who wrote this or had this encounter, they're in their early 20s. And they say, I just moved into this apartment. And I tend to live a very private life. I don't even have Facebook account. Oh, my gosh. Who does what? not have Facebook? Like now, I, that's evil. That's paranormal. That is evil. That's paranormal. Um, so they work at a grocery store during the day. And it says, so, okay, I'm waking up or walking up a flight of my steps to get to my apartment. I hear these kids laughing. And then I heard some whispering. It says it was kind of late, so I thought it was weird, but I ignored it. And I walked to my apartment door, and he said he lives on the third floor. And he says, I was getting ready to open my balcony door because it was really muggy in my apartment. And I walked over to the door. I pull my blinds, and there are two kids blanking, staring at me. Sorry for the (laughs) F-bomb. He said, but I'm still shaking. I screamed and I backed away, smashing my leg into the table. They were both in blue jeans. And the older one, who was taller, had a green shirt on with white stripes. And the younger one had like a button-up blue shirt. Now, the oldest one touched the sliding door and said, hey, can you let us in? And the younger one just kept looking around until I stared at him, he was, I was finally able to say, how did you get on my balcony? So he walks to the door and he noticed that the older one has moved closer. And he's like, can you let us in? It says, I wasn't thinking I unlocked the door, but when I looked up their eyes, you guys, I tell you they were solid black. He said the entire eye. And he said, I quickly locked the door and told them I had called the police because my door had jammed and I couldn't unlock the door and I couldn't unlock the door. So I called the police and the oldest boy pleaded with me the entire time to let him in. So the police had arrived and they came in and they walked to the balcony. And when they opened the balcony door, nothing was there. They looked down and they saw two children running in the parking lot away from the building. So the police took a report and they said that they um, had to have help getting up there. There's no way these kids could have got up there. And they said they were questioned the neighbors. 
So this person is just like freaking out and they don't even feel safe or want to live in their apartment <laughs> um, anymore. It's the third story. Yeah. You know, now like, this, this last one I have for you, I, I haven't read this before. It's just encounters that people had that I found on a website. But it's kind of interesting. It, it goes back. All the circles go back. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to read this last one for you. Then we're okay. gonna... So it's the title is Soon. It says, I live in a big city in South BC, so British Columbia. Mm-hmm. It's about 11.52 at night. I I just got home from the movie The Conjuring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I swear to God, this is what it says here, oh and you gosh. mentioned that earlier. Yeah. And it was truly a scary story. I heard a knock at the door. I walked over confused because I live alone, and I'm in a recluse. No. I live alone and I'm a recluse. So in other words, they have no friends. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> as I approached the door, I felt pure terror. The feeling you get when you f- feel like death is intimate and you're facing your biggest fears. When I opened the door, I was, I was, okay. When I opened the door, I was shaking madly. I was staring into the face of a six, three teenager girl. She was still four inches shorter than me but I felt like I was about to faint. She asked me if she could enter my premises. Oh. So there again, it, it's like they don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Because her mom left town and she lost her keys. She claimed she needed a couch to sleep on and was cold. I blinked and screamed bloody murder and slammed the door in her face. I ran into my room, grabbed my revolver, and sat in the recliner facing the door until I dozed off. When I woke up, I looked outside and she was gone. But the word soon was scratched on my door. Oh, my God. So I don't know who wrote that, but That's scary. it was titled soon. Did I ever tell you about the time? This is this is really weird. On Cinco de Mayo, the um, teenage girl knocked on my door and had said that she had gotten kidnapped. No. Do you remember that? Okay, so it was Cinco de Mayo. It's probably about ten years ago. Which is a restaurant. Yeah. Down one of the main streets here. Yeah. But, um, so it was the holiday Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> you know the holiday fifth oh, of May. Oh, you're not talking to the restaurant. No. No. Okay. okay. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, so you know, people go out to the. It's a big bar night, right, in Toledo, and I'm sitting there, and it's like nine o'clock at night. And I hear this knocking on my door, and I'm like, what the heck? Is it at your house? Yeah, at oh, my okay. house. It's all coming around. I didn't know the story. <laughs> so this girl, and she's a like a teenage girl. She looks like 14 or 15 years old. It's knocking on my door, and she's like, I've been kidnapped. I've been raped. Somebody help me. And I was like, what? And she's like, I was like, I wasn't going to let her in my house yeah. right away because I didn't know if it was, you know, because like sometimes mm-hmm. that's a ruse to get. Oh, you yeah. Know, in your house. And I'm like looking around, looking down the street. I don't see anybody. I'm like, are you by yourself? And she's like, these two guys picked me up in Detroit and they brought me here. And I'm, and I'm like, okay. All right. So I'm going to, I said, I'll let you in. I'll call the police. She's like, I, I just, you know, she was just like mm-hmm. hysterical. So I looked around enough to wait to see if anybody was like yeah. peeking around the corner or anything. I didn't see any cars on my street. So I let her in, shut the door right away. And I'm like, okay. So I call the police and she goes over and she like goes and sits on the floor in the dining room. 
and is like crying and I'm like comfort comforting her like it's gonna be okay I'm gonna call the police so I call the police and she's like just I need to get back to Detroit or I don't know she's just going on and on and and she's crying and I was like it's gonna be okay you're safe you're fine the police are on their way blah 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 so I called 911 and I was like there's a girl young teenage girl just showed up on my door don't know who she is she's claiming she was kidnapped she was raped can you send somebody out? And yeah. I'm like, I'm not kidding. Like three minutes later, like the cops were there. They're like uh-huh. that. Cause I live right down the street from the police station anyways. So, um, they walk in and they're like, Oh, so-and-so come on, get up. Let's go. Apparently she's done this before. Oh, okay. Right. Like this is, she's a druggie and, and she didn't look like she was on drugs. You know, uh-huh. she didn't look like she was like based out or disheveled you know what i mean it mm-hmm. was just and she's like she took me in the basement and blah 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 and i was like she never went in the basement and they're like we know who she is <laughs> just see like, never let him in but she had dark eyes too though and yeah i was like this is kind of before i even knew about mm-hmm. like black eyed kids or whatever but it, you just it's that thing of like you want to protect children right well yeah like you just and that's that's the whole lure about this don't expect like when a child shows up in your door asking for help like your natural instinct is you want to help them yeah. right um but yeah it's just weird because like you know what happens once they get in mm-hmm. right like these people were lucky that they left yeah or they ran away or you know did, but what hap- what and has happened to the other people that maybe let them in and we don't know about that's it. it you know and it's there's hardly any cases of people that have let them in and told the story how do we know that we hear stories all the time of people disappearing out of their homes or that how do we know they're not but the up? whole electricity thing is very yeah strange mm-hmm. and the bloody nose and like, I don't know. It's just it's, like, it's almost, to me, I just feel that alien vibe on well, it. Well, <laughs> I think that they're like energy vampires. Yeah. They're stealing your energy. And, yeah. You know, maybe a lot of these people that pass away in their homes may have let them in and. That's true. Died. Or missing. Didn't tell their story or missing or, yeah. you know. I don't know. I just I don't open your door, people. If there's somebody knocking on your door, just call 911. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like your case, I when you were telling the story, yeah. I I thought, well, I would have told her sit on the front step and wait. Yeah, but I was like, you know, what if these people come back and they try to get her? Yeah, no. You know, like I just I never encountered anything yeah. like that. So I really, looking back, yeah, I would do it differently. But at that moment in that time, you're just like, mm-hmm. it's like one time my friend Kendra was driving down um, Douglas at like coming home from the bar or something it was like 2 3 30 in the morning and there was a young girl and it was winter and you know winters in ohio is really cold walking down the street young girl maybe early 20s whatever with no coat on in the middle of the night walking crying and she like whipped her car around and it's like are you okay and you know like you don't know is it, it. A, is it a ruse to like rob you or something yeah. but the girl had a fight with her boyfriend and he kicked her out and she had no coat no shoes it's the middle of the night yeah. in in freezing winter mm-hmm. you know who wouldn't stop right? so weird you know 
I started researching this last week, and we're a police family. Yeah. yeah. Our whole family's police officers, and my sister, my older sister, said that one of the bars just got robbed down the street, which is probably a half mile from my house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going. Pa- I'm going to drive past. You know. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so I got in my car, drove over there, and I didn't actually pull in the parking lot at the bar. Uh-huh. When I drove by, there was only one cop car, no lights on or nothing. Mm-hmm. So I pulled into the gas station next door, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, should I go in and get lotto tickets or something? And I'm thinking <laughs> that, sitting in my car, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. If they did get robbed and the people are not there, what's the first place they'll go to to look to blend in mm-hmm. is the gas station next door. And <laughs> you're sitting there. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, I'm going to go to my gas station over here. So <laughs> I go to back out and I hear a knock at my window. <gasps> I turn and there was a little girl, probably maybe 19, 18. Uh-huh. She had a hoodie on. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> and she, I looked up and she's like, do you have any food? I need some food. Oh. And I'm like, no, I don't. Um, she's like, okay, thank you. And she walked away. And it's so funny because a kid wearing a hoodie right. knocked on my window, <laughs> scared like, the crap out of oh me because my... I didn't see her coming. But yeah, that's. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> so. I don't recall if she had black eyes or not. And I did not fear Fred or that. She yeah. scared the crap out of me when she knocked on the window because I didn't know anybody was around me. Yeah. And some guys were pushing. It, apparently the car broke down. They were pushing their car from the pump to a parking space. Uh-huh. And I looked up and she walked up to them. And instead of helping them push the car or whatever, I could see them looking and shaking their head no to her too. Oh, my gosh. That's sad. That, that's a... Yeah, like if I worked in a store, I would probably like give them a loaf of bread or something. <laughs> but it's hard. I mean? like... it, it's hard because I've seen so many times. And, you know, the, the new one is I need to get gas to get back to Cleveland. Well, why you got to get... You know, where's your car? That kind yeah, of thing. You know, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's always going to Cleveland. <laughs> Something, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This must be a thing until you know, I got to get to Cleveland. I got to get on the bus to go to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but no, you guys, have any of our listeners have an encounter with the Black Eyed Children? And you live to tell. Yeah. So there's one last theory that we could talk about. Now, they're talking about that these black-eyed kids are actually just soulless beings. Okay. And that, you know, they have come back or reincarnated into these bodies, but they were so negative or or bad in the past life that they come back and they don't have their soul. Oh. Which I don't understand. It's like if you're... They're still living entities. Yeah. Like or alive that. entities. I don't know if you want to say living because there's... So many cases where they disappear. Right. Like, is it an apparition? Is it an actual physical being? Is it, like, isn't there a word for, um, I don't want to say zombie. I was just thinking of the exact same <laughs> thing. I was going to mention that they're almost zombie-like. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they, they have some kind of intelligence because they're, they're, they know where to go. Mm-hmm. They know what to ask for. They want... They have a purpose, yeah. right? They're trying to get in your house or get something from you. But I just, I, you know, I just, I don't know. What do you? I think that they're they... related. And even with that story that you had 
with the men in black and the women in black, I think that they uh, might be alien type. It, it, it may even come back to aliens or demons. I don't know. But the I do know that the men in black are not demon style or demonesque or whatever you want to say. Yeah. They don't have any traits of that. I don't know anything about the women in black, but I'm assuming it's just like the men in black. Mm-hmm. And the men in black are more to do with alien stuff. Yeah. And for the kids to say our parents are here and it turns out to be two men in black and they walk out and get in the car with them, mm-hmm. I think that they're related to that. I think it's maybe alien families. I don't know. Yeah, There's, yeah I mean, you could go in <laughs> lots of rabbit holes on this mm-hmm. one, right? I'm just wondering if, you know, maybe they're, um, oh, what's the word I want for it? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. I forget. Unfortunately, the the mystery is not solved yet. No. And there'll probably be more and more encounters going mm-hmm. forward. So, you know, guys, somebody's knocking on your door at 2.30 in the morning. Don't let them in. Check your cameras. Check yeah. your cameras. Don't let them in. Or ask them all kinds of questions. Where do you come from? Where? <laughs> tell me your story. Yeah. Tell isn't, me your life story. Isn't there, um, and I think we did a show on this 150 years ago. About you put black salt at the um at the the at your doorways mm-hmm. or what do you call it your threshold yep. that's the word I was looking for to keep demons to, and stuff to out. keep ward things yeah from stepping over that so you know everybody might want to like go to a paracon and buy some black salt yeah and, and just sprinkle a little little bit it can't hurt to protect yourself yeah but like I said it goes back to the same thing where they have to be invited in yeah. And that's demon stuff. Demon. That's not alien stuff because aliens just come in. Right. They're just like. <laughs> Even the men in black. There's videos of them walking into buildings and stuff. Yeah, so I don't know. It's almost like they're part of the men in black thing, but yet they're not. Call Nick Redfern. We need answers. I know. When I talk to him next, I'm, I'm going to ask him about the black eyed kids. We're going to interview him. Yeah. But anyways, he's been asked so many times, when am I going to be on your show? I know. But like, the only problem is the only time we see him is at the conventions and he doesn't do interviews at conventions. Right. We just have to have him call in. Yeah. He is so knowledgeable and he has probably four or five books just he, on this. Yeah, I've got a couple of his happening. books. On, I've got his book on men in black, women in black and black eyed kids, all three different books. Mm-hmm. He also has another book about that. And his latest book is about time travel. And he um, mentions black-eyed kids in that. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So smart. We'll get him on eventually. We will. I Stay mean, tuned. We sit and talk to him all day at You're conventions. So nice. But like I said, we got to get him on. But anyhow. Anyways. That's the black-eyed kids. It's an awesome uh, topic to talk about. It's very interesting. It's very fringy. Like it could go either alien or it could yeah. go, par- you know, ghost. Mm-hmm paranormal <laughs> poltergeist that kind of thing so you you border on that yeah. like 50 50 for me right that's how i'm voting 50, i 50. feel that they're aliens but they're kids so they want to get into mischief shapeshifters <laughs> they might be shapeshifters <laughs> demonic shapeshifters. mischief shapers i don't know we'll get some body shapers but anyhow All folks right. once again we want to thank you for listening but we also want you to get up on our website and buy some t-shirts i just put up some christmas shirts you Big gotta get christmas them. shirts you gotta get them get up there check them out 
put them in share everybody's stockings this yeah. year. They make great stocking stuffers. All right, yes. but support the show. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all of our loyal listeners. You guys are amazing. Keep listening. Share the show, and we will talk to you next week. Let's leave with something that is like the Black Eyed Kids. 60 Second Crush with Numb. Goodbye.